All right, uh, welcome to the uh, Eric J. The Great podcast show. We got a special guest on the show today. Um, I don't want to pro- mispronounce your first name. Uh, I know uh, your last name is Broom. Uh, how you pronounce your first name? It's Sharice. Sharice. Yes. Sharice Broom, a uh, uh, well-known author. Um, how are you doing today? I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. All right, no problem. Uh, so uh, we'll just, you know, start off from the beginning to the, and then, you know, we'll work our way up to what you got going on right now. All right. So uh, first off, uh, just tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? Okay, well, I am from the beautiful Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. That's the southernmost um, islands in the Caribbean. And I am 40 plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <clears throat> I'm not complaining. Okay. So what's the first thing that come to your mind when you hear your hometown? My hometown? Um, I'm, I'm very proud of the young people. There are a lot of young people in my hometown. And so... I'm very, very proud, and I'm, I always have very much expectation and hope for them. So that's the first thing I think about when I think about my hometown, that just how many youths, how many young people there are, and how talented each and every one of them are, and um, each one of them is, and um, that they have a lot to give. And, um, you know, I hope that they, they come into their purpose and, and do that. Okay. So for people that never been to your hometown, just kind of describe how it was growing up and then some struggles that you had to endure as a kid and teenager, things like that. Wow. You're going kind of deep. <laughs> okay. So you mean my country? Yeah. You mean when you say my hometown, you mean my country? Okay. So let me see. So Trinidad and Tobago, we have a colonial past, right? Um, so we, we, we were colonized by the British. And even today, a lot of our systems, our school systems are influenced by the British system. Even the, the parliament, um, the legal system is based on the Westminster system. Um, however, the media is almost, we're drenched with American media. So you have two worlds, well, actually three worlds colliding. So what I would say growing up, um, some of the struggles that I would have had growing up was because of my complexion. Um, I am black and very black. And so I did have some, I did have some challenges because, because again, of our colonial past, you know, lighter skinned persons would have got a different response rather than darker skinned. Um, Now, um, things are getting a little bit better and, and you know, the media is turning around, you know, the image of the Black person um, in people's minds. So that is, that is turning around, but it was not like that when I was growing up. So I definitely, there was some racism um, because of our colonial past. So I did have that struggle growing up and it did affect me to a certain degree. Okay. So uh, did you have a two-parent household growing up and any siblings? 
Um, I have five wonderful siblings. <laughs> I have um, four sisters and one brother. And I've got um, three awesome nieces and two wonderful nephews and lots of cousins around the world. And no, I did not grow up in a, a double parent home. I grew up in a single parent home. So my mom, who is uh, who was a school principal, a primary school principal, she's, she's Joyce Noel Broom. She raised us all on her own. Okay. Yes. My hero. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what activities were you into as a kid? Did you play any sports, or do you did other? Uh, yeah, yes. You know, just today we were me and mom. We were just sitting down on the couch, just looking at athletics. There's um hurdles and stuff in some country that I never heard of. And um, yes, I was into athletics. I was a sprinter when I was younger at Phoenix Sports Club in Arima, in Trinidad and Tobago. And I was a 100 and a 200 meter athlete. So yes, so I was, I was in this sports. I love running. I love running. And my mom, she's from the country. Um, she grew up in a, a, a little village called Toko. It's a, a beach co- a community. So it's near the sea. So she grew up on the beach, running on the beach as well. So I love running as well as a young as a young girl. And that talent, while I was in primary school, that talent was sighted. You know, there was some persons that had their eye out and they they they, they caught my eye, their eye caught my running. And they suggested that I uh, they suggested to my mom that I um take part in a club, that I join a club. And just start training athletically. So that's what happened. Yeah. Okay. So did you have uh, anybody in your family that was a that was an author or involved in that business growing up? Not that I know of. You know. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. No, I no. Okay. No, I think I'm the well. From my knowledge, I think I'm the first that not, there's no history that I know of, of, of any other broom um, that were authors. Okay. So what led you to writing books? What led me to write books? Um, you know, I think I was always a lyrical person. I was always a literary person. I loved reading. Um, because um, my mom was a teacher and my siblings, a lot of my siblings were also teachers. You know, I grew up around a lot of literature. And so um, I think it was just a natural progression. And I also think it's part of my purpose as well. Um, So I, I used to scribble other than running. I used to scribble. I used to draw a little bit as well. And um, so I had, I just had writing, I just had poems and stuff all around, nothing official. And then when COVID struck and affected everyone, the entire world, you know, I also lost my job. And um, so that was different. So it put me in a different place. And um, I also was at school while that happened. I enrolled into college, I enrolled into university to do uh, diploma program in Caribbean Sign Language Interpretation. And one of the assignments we had to, to, 
to sign um, something that we loved, a poem or a book or an essay that we loved in Trinidad and Tobago sign language. And um, I had to enlist the help of a company, um, Deaf Pioneers Life Center, and they helped me to sign, they coached me to sign a, a little bit of one of my poems. And that's what how it started, I think. Because the coach, he didn't know that I was the author of the poem. He was coaching me. <laughs> and so he asked me, well, who wrote this? It's such a beautiful um, poem. And I told him it was me. And, you know, he really admonished me. And he said, well, why are you sitting down on your talent? You need to do something with this because it can affect the world positively. And that, I think, I think that was the encouragement that I needed, a big brother, <laughs> a big brother. And he just kicked me in the butt and told me, get off your laurels and do something with the talents that God has given you. And so I, I did. I started asking questions and um, getting answers. I wrote down, I got a book just for, just for publishing because they, all of my books are self-published. And um, I just got going. I just got off my behind and I started doing something with my writing. Okay. So, uh, so I um, will assume that you, you wrote a lot as a kid too, right? Yes, I, I did, but there wasn't anyone, I think, per se to direct it in an official sense so I just had it there I just had it there they were just you know the writings the musings of a young girl (laughs) and that's what I would call it you know until now right so as far as uh the um the um the book writing goes um when did you um get on the journey of uh, writing your first book and um, that situation you just described with your friend um, basically uh, giving you a little push to just go ahead and pursue it. Uh, When did you get that confidence to know that you really could, could write books like consistently? It's, it started there. It started there because, you know, um, you know, persons have spoken to me, and I don't know if you know much about the prophetic ministry, about the prophetic. And, you know, it was spoken into my life that I should write, you know, a long time ago. But I just didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the confidence. And um, I didn't know. I just didn't have the direction. I didn't know what direction to go into, who to ask. But then when he, you know, when he really, I wouldn't even say he pushed me, he shoved me, <laughs> you know, into doing this. And I'm so glad. I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. That's a friend, you know, I'm really grateful for that. And um, and then what did I have to lose? I think also, you know, the the, the knowledge, um, the, the, the knowledge and the acknowledgement that, you know, Life is so much shorter than we think it is. I think COVID really taught a lot of us that. If we didn't know it before, we got a reminder, you know. And, you know, I lost a lot of friends. Um, as a lot of us did, I lost a lot of people. And, you know, I started to think to myself, you know, I don't want to leave this earth without giving what it is I came here to give, what I was sent here to give, you know. So I think each person, God has sent you here to fulfill a specific purpose. 
And it will be remiss of you to leave here without fulfilling that purpose. So, you know, I started to think, you know, I don't want to go to the grave full. If I were to give an account as to what I did with the talents that God gave me, what would I say? You know, I didn't have an excuse. And so even all of those, all of, all of that thinking, you know, I started to say, look, let me act, let me do something because I don't, if I were to die tomorrow, I don't want to have to, 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 to give an account, to look to God and, and not have an answer as to why I didn't do with my talent what I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good um um reason and a good story, you know, to look back on as far as like your purpose in life in general and as far as uh writing as well. Um so as far as um your books, um when did you write your first book and um um just tell the people the title and you know uh general um information of like what it's about without you know telling too much sure so the first book that i published is called awesome father from awesome me (laughs) and it's a book about excuse me it's a book about identity right so that's a big thing right with kids especially um a lot of children don't know you know who they really are and why they're here And that has caused a lot of suicides, a lot of um, challenging behaviors because they just don't know who they are. They don't know their worth. They don't know how valuable they really are. So this book is a poem. It's written in a poem form and it's called Awesome Father from Awesome Me. It's available on Amazon and um, it really it, it's explashy. It's that's a word in Trinidad to be good. Explashy. It's how beautiful the world is, and how beautiful the creator of the world is, and how beautiful the person in the mirror is. So just like you, Eric, I mean, God has created you awesomely. You know, there's a part in Scripture that says that you are wonderfully and awesomely made. <laughs> so that's in the book, so that children know that they have value. You know, and um, so it's a book about identity. And it's also a book about boosting about Trinidad and Tobago, our culture, our language, our food. You know, there are lots of Trinidad and Tobagonian persons in America. And so a lot of them are raising children who never came to Trinidad. So, you know, that book is a really nice little introduction um, to Trinidad and Tobago for children of Trinidad and Tobago parents born outside of Trinidad. So that was the first one. And then my second book um, actually is a poem as well. And that poem I converted into a coloring book. And that is um, that is Pastel Queen Patsy. And the Trinbagonians would know about pastel. So pastels are a dish that a delicacy that we love to eat around Christmas time. And it's usually filled with lots of meat and vegetables and stuff. And it's, it's well-loved in Trinidad and Tobago. But this Patsy, because of COVID, she had to do something different, you know? So she made the pastels in a different way. And that's the poem. You know, you could get a little clip of it on my YouTube page. And um, it's also on Amazon. Pastel Queen Patsy is the second book. It's a coloring book. And it's, 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 it's awesome. It's, it's really beautiful. Yes. I must, if I say so myself. <laughs> right. 
So, you know, the people close to you can always instill confidence in you to do something. But, you know, when you start to physically do it, you want to see the feedback of people that's not that you don't know and is not as close to you as your like family and friends and things like that. So when you went on that journey and started publishing your books initially, uh, what was the feedback that you received not only from where you, where you live, but from other places? If you go on Amazon right now, you'll be able to see some of the reviews and um, it has been positive. It has been positive. I don't think I've got under four stars, so which is nice, um, from persons near and far, from strangers and family. So I appreciate that. Um, some persons, they would have given me some feedback about, you know, what they would have liked to see better. So I take that as, you know, constructive criticism so that I know how to improve my game. So, yeah, so I, I take the good and, and the, and the you know, the constructive criticism together so that I could improve for my next books. Yeah. Well, have you had some people uh, stop you in person about your books? Uh, not yet. I haven't reached celebrity stages yet. I didn't reach it where you are, Eric. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be just like that. Um, not yet, not yet. So working on it. <laughs> okay. So as far as um your books is concerned, uh, how many books do you currently have out right now? I know you um uh, already named two of them. If you have more than that, just kind of uh, list the names and what they're about. Those two are the ones that are published. The others are on their way. Even, I mean, I do this full time. I write full time. And so I'm, I'm always writing. I'm always thinking of writing. I'm always dreaming of writing. Um, you know, so it's my goal. My personal goal is to publish one book each year. Um, so, of course, if I want to publish one book each year, I have to be writing more than one, more than one each year. So that's what's happening. So there are lots of books that I have in two. Um, some of them are Spanish, in Spanish, um, to teach children how to speak Spanish. Um, that one is Silly Stories for, for Smart Trinidad and Tobago Kids. And um, I have another one, Mango, um, Marlon Meets Mabel. And that is that is a Trinidad and Tobago soap opera for teenagers. So that's on the way as well. And there's also one that I wrote even before um, Awesome Father from Awesome Me. That's called Thank You, Abba. And that's just a devotion. That's just a love story um, to my Abba, to my Heavenly Father. So those are all of the projects that I have in two plus. If I were to name, I mean, I wouldn't name them all. Right, but there are quite a few. So keep your eye out. Keep looking on Amazon. You know, keep you know, keep um, looking on my YouTube page or my Amazon page, and I'll be putting out content as fast as I can put them out. Right. So, um, what is um, first question? Uh, why do you um, only do one book a year? And then uh, two, um, what do you enjoy the most about being an author? 
you asked me two questions. Let me answer the second one first. I really love creating. And that's, that's just to summarize it. I really love creating. I love, um, I like the idea of creating something new, something fresh and something fun for, especially for children. Um, I think they have my heart. I mean, I was a teacher as well. Um, so they do have my heart <laughs> and I really like creating good content um, for kids and so I'm always thinking of them. I'm always thinking, you know, what do I want my grandchildren or my children to learn? You know, what do I, I want them? I want them to have some, some, some information, you know, to, to, to some smarts. And um, I always think like that when I'm writing, you know, how can I, how can I impart, you know, some deeper knowledge into the young people today so that they are more aware of who they are, whose they are, and where they've come from. Okay. And, all right, you asked me another question. Um, what was it? Um, dang, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, I asked what's usual about being an author. And, um, You could ask me another question in the meantime. It's okay. Yeah, I, f- I forgot the first question. That's <laughs> all right. Um, so, oh, yeah, why why do you only drop uh, one book a year? Okay, so it's a good question. Remember when I said that I lost my job for COVID? Right. When COVID hit? It's still the issue. You know, I've been looking, but I, I just haven't been able to find a paying job at the moment as yet. Um, so it has to, it, it's got a few finances, uh, I, I think the biggest challenge for me at the moment, um, because although the writing part is the easy part, that's, that's, I mean, all things considered, the writing part is the easiest part, right? And then you have to get an editor or two, and then you have to get an illustrator. Uh, I mean, every part of the writing um, system the writing process it costs money okay especially if you don't know how to do certain things yourself like the formatting or whatever it is you need to hire someone who knows how to do it who knows what they're doing um, so that you don't you know misspend or overspend what the finances that you you, you do have and I you know <laughs> I don't have as much as I used to um, so that's the biggest challenge <clears throat> that's the biggest challenge um yeah other than that you know I keep writing and when resources come I just put out what I can so for now I I believe that one if I pace myself one a year is what I can do for now okay yeah because um yeah I always uh was thinking uh because I um I interviewed a couple authors now and I was just thinking you know like um when you said once a year and I know some people that do every six months and some people might do every two or three months, you know, it just, everybody's different, you know? Yeah. 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 Everybody's pocket is different. <laughs> right. So as far as um, your writing process, when you do books, um, is this something like random, like as far as like, you know, I'm a write today or, 
Is it something that you just be like, oh, I'm going to just do a couple pages a day or something like that? Okay, well, it's a little different because it's children's books, right? Um, so while there might be random inspiration, you know, I might be traveling on public transport and I might hear somebody say something and it, it might just um, inspire me to do a rhyme or something. So it, 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 the inspiration comes in different ways. It comes from different modes, from different means, right? And um, as it as the inspiration hits, you know, I write. I always have a pen and paper in my bag on my person wherever I'm going because you never know when the inspiration might come. If you might see a spider, you might see something that's funny that might really inspire you to write something um, for for a child. And so I'm always. I'm always on the lookout. I'm always open and I'm always ready to write. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, you've been doing this for uh, how long have you been writing books now? I would say for the publishing part, I would have to say from, from 2020. And I was just, I, as I said earlier, I was just writing. I was, I was just writing and having things at home but without any kind of you know formal plan (laughs) until until 2020 yes so for everything that you encountered that you know knew before you started publishing books and what you found out after you started publishing books uh what would be some advice that you would give to an author that a new author that hasn't started anything getting they just now about to start writing and going on that journey from things that you learn I think I want to encourage them that they can do it they can do it you know now things because of you know there have been advantages that came out of this pandemic and things are getting for authors for writers for self-publishers um, there are more resources. There, are, there is a lot more advice around for you to be able to do it yourself. So, you know, ask questions and, you know, seek other authors um, online. There are lots of free resources. A lot of authors are offering their advice and their services freely um, to other authors. So go on Facebook, go on those, those channels um, to see what's happening um, in the book world, because of course, every genre, there are different genres. So look for the, look at the genre that you are interested in and see what persons have done before as well. And reach out to other authors and ask some questions, look at other author interviews, hear what their responses have been. And um, I think that will, will get uh, a new author in, in good stead and definitely always have a book to write down <laughs> all that you you learn and all the persons that you meet have it have be organized be organized yes i would say that as well okay so um as far as um dang my mind is failing me today uh i just had it on my head um Oh, yeah. So children books. So I feel like, you know, anything that you write about, like a lot of most authors write about past experiences, like, you know, something they went through in their life. Well, from the outside looking in, that's how I look at it. But 
I wouldn't know because I'm not deep into that world. But as far as what you're in, as far as, you know, doing the children books, I feel like from the outside looking in, that is more difficult because if I'm writing about something that I've been through, even if it's a biography or just a related instance that I know people can relate to, you know, that's at the tip of my brain. Like all I got to do is just get in the space and just write down the visuals in my head. But as far as what you're doing, like you only can relate so much to your individual childhood because you was only a child once. So I feel like in your instance, you got to have like a real deep imagination to keep writing children books to relate to all these different kids that that's going to read them. You know, I feel like that's more difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's difficult. Um, I think you could still, yeah, while you were a child at one time, you can still have a child like heart, right? And um, as I said before, inspiration is everywhere. I mean, even one of my poems, Mango Mouth Marlon. I mean, that is something that Trinidad and Tobago persons can relate to because we love mangoes here. Right. And there is part of my poem on my YouTube page. If you go on my YouTube page, SRA Broom, you're going to find, um, you know, a, a voice of a, a little video and a voiceover of me reciting a little piece of that poem. And, um, you know, a lot of my books are, are cultural as well. It's, it's really um, exposing the culture of Trinidad and Tobago even our language. And that was something that I, I found that children growing up didn't know how to appreciate our language. Now, we speak Creole, um, Trinidad and Tobago Creole here, right? And, you know, so the words are different. You know, we speak a different dialect. And it's very important that children know that it's not a bad thing. It's our thing. It's not a bad thing. It's our thing. It's our language. And it's something to be proud of. So my books also have some of our Trini Creole in them. And children can learn that, yes, our language is a valid and viable language. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, when I talked about earlier that we came from a colonial past, you know, the standard English that that I'm speaking now, you know, that's what we will, it was drilled in us, right? You know, and we were corrected a lot. But then I had done, um, a few years ago, I had done a teaching of reading program at the university. And, you know, the teacher, a very good teacher, you know, she told us that, you know, Creole is a proper language. It's a different language, just like Spanish or just like French. It's a different language. So, you know, we grew up learning, we grew up, speaking two different languages and we didn't even realize that it was two distinct languages so that is something that I really wanted to to bring out in my books um so for me it's not difficult it's not difficult writing the children's books I think because as I said I think you can have a childlike heart and and maintain a childlike wonder and when you maintain a child like Wanda about the world and creation, you know, the sky's the limit. Right. So for any parents out there or any kids that's independent and got their own Amazon and buying apps and buying stuff, things like that, uh, for anybody that never bought a book from you before, 
and they came across your products and thinking about purchasing your book, what would uh, tell those people what they can expect from buying your type of books? You can expect to laugh out loud a lot. And um, you could expect to see and enjoy your children laugh out loud a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, you see yourself, especially a lot, a lot of Trinidad and Tobago children, they can see themselves in my books. It's relatable. It's like holding a mirror. It's like holding a mirror in front of you. So that's what I love. And I love to get the feedback, especially from kids. They, I mean, they love it. They love the, the rhyme, especially because they can see themselves in my books. And I just, I just love that. It gives me the motivation to keep going, to keep doing more, just to see their smile. So as far as um, uh, what you have going on right now, um, if there's anything I ain't cover, uh, just uh, kind of expand on what you got going on right now. And um, as far as like what you want people to know and um, discuss any future plans you got for the rest of the year, as far as your books and beginning of next year. Okay. So, so far. So, okay. So we, we're on the, the last leg of 2022. And um, Pastel Queen Patsy, the Pastel Queen from Maloney, she is a pastelpreneur, right? So what she does, she makes peculiar pastels as a business. So while Trinidad and Tobagoans would know about the traditional pastels, and t- pastels are like tamales, right? So each country has like different cornmeal wrapped. Um, patties or something so in Mexico they call it tamales and um, in Puerto Rico they call it pasteles and in Trinidad and Tobago they call it pastels and that's part of our culture you know that's part of the our Spanish culture that was imported when the immigrants came we they, they came with that as well and so Patsy Queen Patsy she makes pastels differently and it's a hilarious poem and I would love people to go on uh, on Amazon and get a copy of that it's it's a coloring book I converted the poem into a coloring book so it's so you can take a half an hour give the children something to color and you know it's a poem as well so it's a combo a, a coloring book and poem combo so it gives children an activity and it gives parents some time of silence <laughs> because they are busy coloring. And um, so definitely go on Amazon and find that book, Pastel Queen Patsy. And I'm also updating that book later this year. Hopefully I'll be able to launch it before December. Um, I'm adding a few more activities um, for that book, um, reading and comprehension. So it's a comprehensive um, text. It's a comprehensive book that parents and children can enjoy. Okay. So that's, uh, that sounds good. And, uh, you know, um, let people know how they can find you on social media, YouTube channel, Amazon, things like that. And if you got any other future things you forgot, forgot, forgot about, just, uh, um, on that too. All right. So I also go by the name Senora Broom. Um, so because I, because I teach 
Spanish to young children. Um, S-R-A, that's short for Senora. S-R-A Broom. If you just look for that anywhere, you're going to find me. On YouTube, it's S-R-A Broom. On Instagram, it's S-R-A Broom. On Facebook, I'm S-R-A Broom. And um, on Amazon, it's that name that you see on the screen there, Sharice J. Broom. Of course, I, I go by my real name. Um, that's Sharice J. Broom. If you type up my name, you're going to find the book as well. It's on Amazon. Okay. Nope, no. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, could you spell it out? Because it's not going to show up on the screen. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Okay, so S-R-A-B-R-O-O-M-E. That's all of my um, media handles. And on Amazon, it's my real name. It's Sharice. That's C-H-A-R-I-S-S-E. J. Broom. B-R-O-O-M-E. That's in Espanol. It's C-H-A-R-I-S-S-E. J-B-R-O-O-M-E, right? And um, you can find me on Amazon. And um, just enjoy. I'm, I'm working on some more back-to-school resources, um, something that people could be proud of. People Trinidad and Tobagoians, especially around the world, can be proud of. I just love my country, and I want to share my country with the world. So keep an eye out on Amazon for some more resources and some more books from Senora Room. Okay. So uh, any any last words you want to say before you get off here? I just want to say thanks, Eric, for having me. It's so it's so wonderful, and I want to say thank you to your audience, your listening audience, for tuning in. And I really love to get some feedback. I love feedback about the book. So go on and, and, and read some of, of my books and give me some reviews. Give me some advice, you know, tell me what you would like to see. You know, I really love to hear feedback from parents, especially as to what they would like to see or what they'd want their children to learn so that I could actually input that, insert it into my next pieces of work. So I want to say thanks in advance. Um, to those who would read my books and definitely leave a review, you know, get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. And you too, Eric, I'd love you to read my book and I'd like to hear what you have to say about it as well. Do you have kids? No, I don't have any kids. Not as yet. Okay, okay. So, but definitely I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear your your um, opinion of them as well. So definitely get a copy of one of them and and, and hit me up. Tell me what you think. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, you know, uh, like doing these type of interviews because it's different from the ordinary, uh, just real topic conversations that I be doing or artist interviews because you, you rarely run across uh, authors. You know, like you know, I don't run across too many. I've been running across a lot of them recently, but. Normally, I don't run across a lot of authors. It's usually business owners or music artists, things like that. So um, I uh, really uh, like the things that authors do. I feel like it's a very small career uh, as far as percentage-wise of people that do it. And I feel like it's a uh, very um, challenging job. You know, I feel like that's... uh, that's why I have a high level of respect for uh for authors because uh I eventually want to put a book out myself about my life story. I've been thinking about it for the past uh two months or so. So I'm um I think I'm gonna try to at least do that 
uh, before next summer, have it out by next summer. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I am. I, I'm all for that. Go for it, Eric. You can do it. And you know, anytime you want to come on, if you' about to drop a book and you want to uh, do a little uh, short podcast episode to promote the book, you know, you just hit me up anytime, and um, and uh, you can uh follow me on Instagram at Eric J the Great, and um, uh. I check my email every day, but I be at work a lot. So um, sometimes I get the Instagram faster than my email because I might be in uh, certain areas uh, with bad reception because I'd be driving and stuff at my job. So so um, you can hit me up. Okay, on, I get it. All uh, right, great. Yeah, yeah, it's Eric J. The Great all together. Just, okay. And um. And I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, if you got anybody else that you know that needs to come on, you can tell them to hit me on my Instagram. And and uh, I'm willing to um, have anybody on. You know, I enjoy doing these episodes. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, I know quite a few persons who would love to come on your show to, to share, you know, what they're, what they're doing. So I'm going to do that for you as well. Yes, we can help each other. Okay. Uh, I appreciate it, and um, um, I like everything you're doing. I, I wish you much success, and uh, and um, this concludes today's episode. And uh, you have a good night, and uh, keep up doing what you're doing. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye.